The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, walk in my sycamore. Wake up, wake up, wake up. What's happening, y'all? This is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Hookie Bishop Jr., joined as always by my co host, Mr. Comos T. Petty, and Adris Elbow Jr. Uh, T. Petty, happy Sunday. We're to another week. Uh, barely, but we made it. What's up? Happy Sunday, y'all. Happy Sunday. Adris, how you doing over there, man? How you living? Man, what's up? This is your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ass on the elbow. I just woke up, Nookie, and, you know, I thought about getting me some coffee, but instead I just made me a Nookie reader. So I'm just a little bit of the hair <laughs> of the dog that bit me. You a smart, smart man. This is going to be a very interesting podcast. So truth and disclosure, we get on um, and take the podcast about once every week. We got on today, and Zoom is broke. So uh, we have been using the magic of Zoom to get us through uh, as we, you know, continue to be in different places and producer Eric doing a fabulous job. We got on this morning and Zoom is broke. T. Petty, what's up with that? Bruh, I don't know. I think it's an, it's an infection, a virus from everybody having those damn sex chats we talked about a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. which I think oh my God, might Zoom be a participant. I think you might be a participant in that. So you probably know more than me. Why don't you enlighten the people? Uh, no, I didn't know. I didn't know what things called Zoom viruses. <laughs> Sir, good day. <laughs> Truth and disclosure: I have not participated in nor watched any sex Zoom parties. However, they do exist. <laughs> um, I think you had one of your predictions, Dree, saying that uh, Zoom sex was going to be one of the trending hashtags. So, is it a STD up on Zoom today, or what? Uh, uh, T. Petty, could you say a little bit more about this? Because um, I'm just asking what? for a friend. Like, if, I'm just asking for a friend. Like, supposedly you do have like a Zoom virus or something. Like, how do you get rid of that? Now, just a moment, sir. Don't try to act like I'm the one that brought the Zoom sex chat to this whole podcast. So why would I know? I don't know anything about it. I'm pristine over here. So I can't speak on it. All so right, y'all I'll- tell me. I would say that there are Zoom doctors that uh, at the Zoom clinic, and they're working right now on a patch. You put the patch on, you Zoom, and it'll clear up in 35 to 45 minutes. But um, hopefully they will go ahead. I, I think that's, that's, that's the new telehealth. That's how you get rid of a Zoom virus. You do a, a telehealth there it Zoom is. call. Be like, you just have like a video call back. This is uh, this is my computer. Is it infected? Is it bad? How bad? Have you ever seen anything bad like this? Like, oh, this is just uh, just a little infection. Put the patch on. Download the patch. Everything will be fine, and uh, you'll be uh, good to resume things in uh, 35 to 45 minutes. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, let's get into the show. We're going to get back into the fun stuff that we do here, right? So uh, enough of this, you know, sort of coronavirus and all this stuff and doom and gloom. President Barack Obama, 44, the 44th president of the United States of America. 
gave mm-hmm. a commencement speech to the entire class of 2020 yesterday. Absolutely astounding. Took 45's administration to task while still inspiring this new sort of greatest generation. T. Petty, your thoughts on uh, President Obama and his words uh, in the commencement speech. Well, it's always good to hear from Uncle O. See, he's doing well, looking good, prospering. So one of the things I love most about him in his post-presidential era is how he annihilates Cheeto 45 and never, ever mentions his name. So I appreciated what he had to say as usual. But I think we are all suffering from the fact that we have not heard complete sentences nor any coherent thought from behind the Resolute desk for over three years now. So part of it might be that little bit of nostalgia, but it's always good to hear from Uncle and Auntie Michelle. So I was glad to see him. And of the fact that the, the people that organized this whole, what was the hashtag, graduate together, Yes. They never reach out to 45 at all. And you know his grits are cooked about it. Mm, mm, I love mm. it. Excellent. Uh, Idris, President Barack Obama, commencement speech to the entire class of 2020. To that you say what? Man, it was just amazing to have um, President Obama back. And his ability to, like, call people to kind of rise to the challenge of the moment is like what we needed, right? Especially when you're talking about this graduating class, this is something that hasn't happened in over a hundred years. It's a challenge that they're facing and what better way to take that challenge and then kind of say, what are you going to do to make the world a better place? So I thought it was, it was on time is what we needed is what folks were waiting for. Oh, another thing. There was a little segment in there specifically for HBCU grads, so you got to love that. Absolutely, absolutely. Historically black colleges and universities, President Obama representing for that. Okay, so now y'all know I've been having a little extra time during the pandemic, right? A little extra free time. And I am your child's favorite unlicensed online substitute teacher, right? Okay, fact number one, fact number one. One of the exercises I had the children do is to write a letter to any president, past or present. A lot of them chose President Obama. I, in fact, wrote a sample letter to the children and showed them as an exercise what a good letter should sound like. Would y'all like to hear the letter? that I wrote to President Obama? Is this anything Yes, like I would very much like to hear it. Thank you, T. Petty. Thank you, Idris. I appreciate that endorsement. I'm going to read the letter that I wrote to President Obama, and it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> Dear President Obama, thank you for reading my letter. I hope you, Mrs. Obama, the girls, your mother-in-law, and your dogs are well. I see you out there on TV living your best life, making coffee runs, growing your beard out, and taking all the vacations. You deserve it. You even gave a virtual commencement speech the other day to all of the members of the class of 2020. Wow, that's big. In that speech, you spoke truth to power about 45. You're right. Yuck, what a dumpster fire. I'm writing to ask if you could consider coming back. Maybe not as president, but maybe vice president. It's a great job, 
and you are perfectly qualified for it. As president, you check the qualification boxes for a job just like 44 out of 45 previous commanders-in-chief. Can you guess <laughs> what that 45th unqualified guy is? LOL. I don't count the 45th guy unless you're talking about being qualified to steer the ship called the USS Titanic into a biochemical iceberg or some super big colossal calamity like that. 45? More like Cold 45. LOL. Have you seen what's happening out here in the streets these days? We need you back. Why? Well, to be honest, Joe needs help. And America needs help. When you were in office, you encouraged people to eat their vegetables. 45 is out here suggesting that people inject themselves with bleach. What's up with that? And I can't remember the last time 45 issued a statement after somebody important died. You know, like real presidents used to back in the day, like in 2016. And whatever happened to the President's Council on Physical Fitness? I, I don't even know if 45 has one. Do you still play basketball on the regular? Oh, and remember when outside was open when you were president? I miss outside. We have oh, not had basketball or baseball or hockey or any sports for more than two months. Two months, that's crazy, right? Well, we just got NASCAR on golf right now. How white bread is that? Brothers ain't gonna be up in the barbershop talking about golf and NASCAR whenever the barbershop's open back up again. This is madness, pure madness. Anyway, I know it's pretty selfish to ask you to come back. A lot of people, a lot of people, by lot, I mean billions worldwide, will welcome you back with open arms. And I mean everybody, everybody. We want you back. Thank you in advance for considering coming back. Oh, and if you decide not to come back, please ask Mrs. Obama if she would consider becoming vice president. You get it? Yes. Unintended. Why? Why? Well, again, because Joe needs help, a lot of help. And by a lot of help, I mean he may be on the verge of dementia kind of help, like for real, for real. Oh, just in case Mrs. Obama decides not to run for vice president, my cousin asked me to ask you if you could call Joe and ask him to ask the governor from New York if he would consider being vice president. Why? Again, because Joe needs help, like all the help he can get. Oh, and please ask Joe to help himself by not saying or doing anything remotely stupid until January 21st. My cousin said to tell him, quote, don't blow this opportunity. Have a great rest of your week. And remember, vice presidents just show up and do a lot of stuff that make the president look good. Like a good friend who is always there. And believe me, 2020 America and the world and humanity needs as many friends as we can get right now. Help us, Barack Hussein Obama. Like Obi-Wan, Kenobi, and Star Wars, you might be our only help. <laughs> Sincerely, Nookie Bishop Jr., host of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, available wherever you download podcasts. P.S. My fam, Adrice Elbow, T. Petty, and producer Eric all say hello and also want you to come back. Hashtag Comeback44. Hashtag the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Yes. Do y'all like that letter? Yes, yes. Well done. Now, just well a moment. Done. Just a moment. Thank you, Dries. Right one will be set. <laughs> okay, but I'm not asking him to come back. 
the vitriol and the foolishness that they had to endure for eight years, they deserve to take a break and basically tell America to kiss their black ass. But you know, they're not as petty as I am, so they may consider your letter. Adrice, a three-year break to come back to be vice president. Would you take that, take that vice presidential uh, salary and then all the, like, ceremonious things that a vice president does? Look, I, I want Barack to come back as much as anybody else, but T. Petty got a point. Like, he, he already came into one shit show, right? Like, the economy right. was in, in the ditch from the Republicans. <laughs> he came into the office, and he had to fix that. And now... Like, he would have to come back and fix the whole world again. So <laughs> I, can, I can see, like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah, black you. people are always called in to clean up white people's fuck-ups. They on their own. Leave us, a lot. Leave us out of it. All right, all right. All right, we're going to move on. Um, so uh, next Wait, wait. I got, I got one question because we were talking about um, President um, Obama and, like, graduation. Yes. And I, I was thinking about this. I was like, in 2020, Right. I think we've done away with all like GEDs. Right. Like basically <laughs> everybody in 2020 is going to graduate with a high school diploma. There should be no such thing as I got a, a GED in 2020. Is that right? So are you, or you just out, me? Are you out here telling the class, right. Are you out here telling the class of 2020 to forge their resumes? You ain't got to forge it. Like, it's, like, literally, it should be no such thing as a GED in 2020. It's like, if you graduate in 2020, you should have a high school diploma because everybody's getting a high school diploma, and I don't think they're giving out GEDs, right? Or even if you well, apply for a GED, well, a you should get a full diploma. Why should you get a full diploma? Let's say you dropped out in September. Go ahead and sign up for that GED like you was going to do before you knew about the Rona. It's okay. No, I'm, I'm going to slide in there. It's like everybody else ain't going to school. I started not going to school first, and they get a diploma, and I don't get a diploma. So high school dropouts are now trendsetters? Mm -hmm. Yes, they mean? are. That was, that was ahead uh -oh. of the curve. That was help, helping them flatten, flatten the curve before people was even thinking about it. They were geniuses. Give them a high school diploma. The Idris hmm. Elbow Online Academy giving out high school <laughs> diplomas for the class of 2020. Email us if you want one. TheDigitalGumbo at gmail.com. TheDigitalGumbo at gmail.com. Okay, let's move forward, y'all. Um, serious note, legally armed black patrols have descended upon New Brunswick, Georgia, where Ahmad Marquez Arbery was shot and killed. Uh, they've even posted up uh, guns and all, legally armed, again, black patrols have posted up at the home of the accused murderers. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Idris? Look, now, when black people start carrying guns, you better believe they're going to write some laws that specifically say black people can't carry guns. Not, it, not everybody, but black people. So I, I applaud this, this, um, this show and, and demonstration that it should be legal for black people to do the exact same thing that white people do. But usually what comes behind that is taking away more of the rights of black people. So that's, that's the thing to be on the lookout for. T. Petty, I think I know the answer to this question, but is people of color using their Second Amendment rights, owning guns legally, is that a solution to the continued killing 
of unarmed black citizens and people of color in this country by whites. Okay, so here's the thing. No, it doesn't matter what we do. We all know that we are not viewed through the same lens as white folks, obviously. However, I applaud these black proponents of the Second Amendment. They're doing exactly what white people try to do, descend somewhere, show a force, be intimidating. So, hey, what's good for the goose is good for the fucking gander. So kudos to them. But we always, we already have a precedent of what happens when black people open carry. Because when the Black Panthers showed up at the California legislature back in the 60s, what happened shortly thereafter, led by Ronald Reagan, gun control all around. And the NRA backed that shit enthusiastically. So we'll see what happens. Because you saw those white militia people who have shut down Michigan legislature because they were showing up with assault rifles and all those other dick replacements that they carry around. So let's see what happens now that black people are showing up in force uh, carrying guns around white neighborhoods. Very interesting. You know what I think they'll do? I think they'll do a, like a Second Amendment test. You know how like they used to do like the voting rights test where they come up with all kinds of crazy questions that we people out for like carrying guns? Like, I think they'll do questions like, have you ever watched a Tyler Perry movie? <laughs> do you, does your family have a history okay. of diabetes? And they'll use that to weed out like black people what? getting guns. Sir, you are out of order. Sir, you are out, out of, order. of order. As usual. <laughs> Man, that's, how, that's, how, that's how racist they will be. That's how blatant they will be. Are you saying in this, in this current climate that they would get away with it considering this makeup of the Supreme I think Court. they would get away with it, T Petty. I think they would be that bold. Okay. Well. Especially if you have like forty five asking the, the reporter, like, go ask China. And the reporter's oh, like, Why you, why is you asking me that? <laughs> You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. As always, you can find us on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo, on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo. You can email the show, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. We are thriving and surviving. Zoom, our normal app that we use to record the podcast, is broke today. So we got uh, some some audio uh, challenges, but we're going to go ahead and uh, just go ahead and get past these. So speaking of getting away with something, the U.S. Postal Service is about to run out of money. Saying that the uh, Postal Service could run out of money by September and without a $25 billion funding B, $25 billion funding injection from Congress, we might not be able to get our mail. T. Petty, what's up with that? Well, we all know, so the, a good number of black folks work for the post office, right? Good government job, decent wages, benefits, et cetera. Is it any surprise that Mango Mussolini and his band of whatever you want to call those motherfuckers in Congress are threatening the livelihood of all these black people? I'm not surprised by it, and I wouldn't be surprised if they let them run out of money. Hmm. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's not good. It's not good. Hmm. Adrice, your thoughts on the Postal Service maybe running out of money by this fall? You know, I hadn't thought about, like, the number of people, like, the post office employs, especially, like, people of color. So, like, I hadn't thought about that. But, you know, when I think about, like, the mail that I get from the post office, it's usually bills and, like, junk mail. So I'm like, 
Oh my God, they got to figure out how to like make, you know, postal delivery exciting again. Remember when you used to actually get a real letter from some people? So like the letter, like you getting the kids to write, like you can get them to write letters to each other. So you can actually get some real mail. Other than that, and then um, being a, a extension of Amazon delivering packages, I think the post office is in trouble. Here's, here's my big picture thought on this. Let's just say they let the post office die, quote unquote, in September. You know what's happening in November? The election. You know how exactly. the majority of ballots will be casted in November or up in the fall? By mail. Now, the easiest thing to do to fix an election is make everybody send in a paper ballot. And now let's just say the Postal Service gets privatized and you got somebody in your boss be like, you see one of these, you bring them in to me. Your boss uh, at the Postal Service goes ahead and shreds them. Your vote never counts, and somebody wins by a landslide. Just a thought, just a thought. Not saying that that will happen, but under a privatized postal system, that's what you may get. All right, let's move on, y'all. You, you could lose. You could lose votes from a whole zip code. From a whole zip yeah. code, like oh, that's and zip you code. know the new, you know the new postmaster general is a big uh, Trump donor and supporter. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, so, you heard it here on Digital Gumbo. The connection could, could lose votes <laughs> from a whole state, but uh, we'll go ahead and see what happens. Okay, um, backstage side, McDonald's, y'all, uh, has enacted some strict cleaning protocols as their restaurants open back up. They said they're going to wipe down the kiosks um, where people place their orders. They're going to um, block <laughs> off and take out chairs from some tables, and they even have asked the stores to wipe the bathroom floors, mop the bathroom floors down every half hour. Can you count on Mickey D's to be clean after the pandemic? Idris Elbow. You know what? I think you're going to see like um, all the old school McDonald's mascots come back out. They, um, you know, Ronald McDonald, the Hamburglar, Grimace, they all going to be wearing like masks and gloves. They're going to do a promo um, segment. But then the hamburger ain't gonna ain't gonna pay attention to all the all the new um, safety protocols. He's still gonna be trying to steal hamburgers. That's what I think is gonna happen. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the real answer to the question is. No, you can't depend on McDonald's to be clean after the pandemic. You couldn't be counting them to be clean before. Has everyone forgotten all the studies that came out that showed all the social matter and all that stuff on the kiosk? People are disgusting. So as long as they are letting human beings enter their restaurants, it's going to be filthy, just like it was before. So if you're going to go, just pray over your food before you eat. My thing is, is that mm, I'm willing to give McDonald's a chance. Well, they really shouldn't be reopening their stores unless they fix the soft serve machine and the McFlurry machine. Because you go in sometimes, you don't want a burger, you don't want no fries, you don't want no pie, you want some damn ice cream. They'd be like, the shake machine is broke. Don't nobody want to hear that shit. That's absolutely positive, 100% trash. So McDonald's, if you're out there listening, don't open these goddamn stores until you fix the shake machine, the McFlurry machine, and the soft serve machine. You dig? Go ahead. Yeah, they, they shake machine never works. But I think like McDonald's, they could probably apply for a special exemption to open because they don't, they don't sell real food. They probably qualify more as a retail establishment than as a food establishment. 
I think you can now. Okay, they well, would get a special exception because you know white people's president loves Big Macs. He eats them several times a day. Good point. So good they can point. do whatever they want so he could get his uh, Big Mac and his Diet Coke. Okay, real quick, one or two word answer. Burger King, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Popeye's, Wendy's. One of them has to go. Which one, T-Petty? Chick-fil-A. All right, Idris? I'm, I'm going to say Chick-fil-A, too, because of um, their politics, even okay, though I love exactly. their chicken sandwiches. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, y'all in Hong Kong, they out there beefing in their legislature. Um, they uh, had a reorganization meeting in the Hong Kong legislature, and they got to throwing blows. I mean, just not dudes, dudes, ladies, shoes, haymakers, the whole nine yards. They were reorganizing, and it got very contentious about the seating of the committees, who was going to uh, be the committee chair, and what members were going to serve on the committee, et cetera, et cetera, like a full-on like fight, like a brawl. So, one, your thoughts on the brawl over in Hong Kong, and two, if a fight broke out in the House of Representatives or in the Senate, who is y'all's money on? Uh, Adris, I'm going to hit you with that one first. I, I think this is completely appropriate. Because when you think about it, that is the time to fight. Because that is like people's lives is on the line. That's some serious stuff. I don't think we take it seriously enough here in the United States that you sit around and you kind of feign this kind of, um, you know, fake, like, bipartisan. Like, you should be having to smack down because people are dying every single day. So I ain't even mad at it. I'm glad they, they, they went to blows over this. It's something they care about. It's something that's important. Emotions run high. Like, I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, now, if, if it went down for us, I don't know, but whoever, who, wh- wherever it goes down, however it goes down, you better take out Mitch McConnell. Hit him with a, with a haymaker. <laughs> All right, T-Fetty. Hong Kong legislature violence, and who's your money on uh, in the United States Congress? Hey, violence is sometimes the answer. People be getting real disrespectful and slide them off. So you punch somebody in a jaw, that may solve the problem. I don't have a problem with, with the fight. Nuck if you buck, go ahead. And you know who I got my money on? I got my money on Hakeem Jeffries. I feel like he can beat somebody's ass. Okay. So I'm okay, going now. with him. Okay. And even that name, Hakeem Jeffries. I don't want to get in a fight with anybody named Hakeem Jeffries. <laughs> <laughs> Hakeem Jeffries took my lunch money in fourth grade. I ain't fucking with him. Uh, so I think it's great that the ladies got involved in the legislature in Hong Kong. But here's my thing, right? My money would be on old-ass Chuck Schumer from New York, right? The senator from New York. Here's why. Chuck Schumer looks like the boss um, from The Simpsons, right? <laughs> and he got like, he, like he just got brass knuckles, <laughs> right? Like Mr. Mr. He looks like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. <laughs> he looked like he got brass knuckles, right, in his pocket or like in his jacket, coat pocket, right? He'd be like, uh, come here, Mitch. I've got something for you. Blam! And he's just knocked the hell out. <laughs> I, I also will put a couple dollars on like an unidentified representative from like Guam or like, you know, like one of the territories of Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, because they got a lot of beef and they, they just take 10 people out. Be like a battle roar. Be like, over the top rope, see you. 
boom, and they be gone. But anyway, that's I think that's. You might be right. No, I, I I would definitely put my money on the squad too. Maybe like representing. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. I agree with that. I would agree with that. Definitely. And do we have any any uh, indigenous people? Any one of indigenous descent I'm, in the House of Representatives? I'm sure there's one or two. some money in, on them, too, because they've yeah. got to be pissed off. Yeah, yeah, I think there's one or two, like, uh, from the Western states, uh, so we'll see. Oh, and my wild card, y'all don't think she'll do it, but she'll fucking do it. Nancy Pelosi off the top rope like Superfly Jimmy Snooker. And whoever she take out, it's whoever you take out. Let gravity in that fine elbow. She come with that heel, go right through your head. Impalement, sir. Impalement, madam. That's what you get. But, you know. I would agree with that. Did yeah. I ever tell y'all I met her? You met her? What? what no. Was she, like? she, I would agree with your assessment that she could probably be somebody's ass. Yeah. I met her at a at a dinner a couple years ago. It was quite interesting. We'll have to talk about that over drinks one day. All right, all right. She don't. She look like she's not for play play. I wouldn't mess with Nancy Pelosi either. So she, is, she is not for the play. That's what's up. All right, yo, out here in Korea, they got these social distancing robot dogs, right? So the dogs mm -hmm. are controlled by humans, like at the police station and other places, right? And they have speakers on them, and they bark out commands to people to stay six feet apart. And if people get closer than six feet, they steer the dog near the people and the people run and they essentially get six feet apart. South Korea robot social distancing dogs in public. Adris. All right, so you said it's robot dogs. It's a robot no. dog. That, that part doesn't bother me as much because they pretty tech savvy, but it's like, what is the dog actually saying? It's like, back up, bitch. Back up, bitch. <laughs> like, what, like, like, what does the dog actually, what is the program to say? It just barks out commands and tells people to, they're supposed to stay six feet apart, six feet apart. And if they don't heed the warnings, then the dog comes at them. He can't bite them, but the dog comes at them. And the effect is, is that people run away from the dogs and essentially are separated by six feet. T. Patty, what do you think about the social distancing robot dogs? I think it's terrifying. I saw that episode of Black Mirror. Those dogs will fuck you up. So right now, oh, yeah. they're only programmed to like bark out commands. Listen, do not trust technology. I keep telling y'all, wow. y'all got the ops in your house. Next thing you know, you're going to wake up and one of them been transformed into one of those murder dogs and then y'all fucked up. Mm. So wow. if I was in South Korea, I would just say my black ass at home. It's mm -hmm. safer. Unbelievable. Okay. Um, certain states have opened back up. They have opened up restaurants as well. So here's the crazy stuff that's happening now. This is going to be the new normal. So if you drive up for pickup for um, food or any other services, they're having remote control cars bring your stuff to you. It's like total contactless delivery. Here's some of the other stuff that they're doing right now in restaurants. Mannequins at unused tables to make sure people stay six feet apart. They're using stuffed panda bears in Korea um, to make sure that um, people stay six feet apart. They also are like um, help children overcome their fears of coming back to the restaurants. Another restaurant is also just blowing up blow up dolls and sitting them at tables where people are not supposed to sit so that people keep their six foot distance. So take any one of those T-Petty blow up dolls, mannequins and stuffed panda bears to make sure that people keep six feet apart. Your thoughts? 
Okay, first of all, if you have to do all that, you don't need to be open. But secondly, the blow-up dolls. Do y'all remember that real sex episode where dudes are, like, ordering these little blow-up dolls and basically using them as companions? Their day has finally come. They can take their blow-up bitches out to restaurants and stuff, and nobody be looking at them like they're crazy. So there you go. Wow, you said blow-up bitches. I mean, I mean, what? That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Come after us. Don't send us emails. The owner of Blow Up Bitches, because y'all know good and well what it is. But now y'all can be out open with your women and, and be happy about it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. A silver lining to the Rona. There it is. Adrice, Blow Up Bitches at restaurants. Your thoughts? <laughs> Listen, <clears throat> now it's bad enough to have a Rona floating around here, but you got to walk into a restaurant. And see a whole restaurant full of sex dolls, and you're gonna want to eat there. I'm be thinking like, what, what, where has this point. doll been, and what has people done with this doll? So like that one, that's not gonna do. make me want to want to go there. I don't want to eat in any place that got dolls been up there. And to T. Patty's point, I think you just attract the wrong kind of crowd by that. You you attract people who are into like blow up dolls. Like, you know, that like it's almost like a bar thing. Like, I'm going to go see who I can pick up tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get a new boo. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Sir, you are out of order as usual. Okay, here's an unintended negative consequence from this. One, the regular traditional, not a, not a what did you say, uh, T-Petty, blow up bitches? Not, not the ones that's like the real doll dolls, but like the blow up ones, right? What if an employee that blows said blow-up doll doesn't use a vacuum and has hepatitis or some type of shit, and then you got hepatitis on these <laughs> blow-up dolls at the fucking restaurant, somebody touches them, and your restaurant's going to close down because it's hepatitis floating around. The other thing... Or, or the dog get a leak. The, the dog get a leak, and they just all blow out. All the droplets. Just just droplets, okay? The other thing is that these other real type of sex dolls that these dudes, I guess, like on the real sex segment, be getting it in. Who's to say it's like not leftover like herpes or something like that from um, a ski (laughs) that's in these dolls and then it's just herpes, you know, sitting there and then look, 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 look. The The ski germs come out from the doll. It's on the chair. They don't wipe down the chair. Then you come and mm. sit your ass there with ass sweat, and you got an active herpes lesion colony on your pants. Mm. And, your underpants, and now you got herpes, mm. not from sitting mm. on the toilet seat, but from going mm. out to a nice restaurant to eat. I'm just saying, I, look, you know I'm the king of the germaphobe, so I consider all mm. the possibilities. That is one. That's all I'm saying. That's well, all good I'm luck saying. explaining to your girl how you got herpes from going out to Red Lobster. I just, I just went to, to Shea Whitey, and I don't know what happened. Nah, I'm, no, I didn't mess around with nobody. Outdoors, as they say down south, but um, we'll go ahead and take that. Okay, y'all, um, they had this survey by Robert Half that said 27% of the people miss their coworkers. Um, they also say that there's this new thing that's coming up, social distance consultants. This is some bullshit. So um, for all the bosses and managers that can't quite navigate Microsoft Teams and also to help um, pep up and um, revive team enthusiasm and togetherness, they 
are now hiring social media consultants to help uh, keep the rah-rah as far as the team is concerned. T. Petty, um, do you miss any of your coworkers and be um, social distance consultants, bullshit or necessary? So I do miss some of my coworkers because I am actually friends with a few of my coworkers. So we've been, you know, keeping in touch, doing our thing. Um, the social distancing consultant, I mean, <laughs> consultant is mostly bullshit anyway, to be quite honest. And I think I would know that better than most. Um, but that just goes to show you, you can get somebody to pay for anything. Like you gonna literally pay somebody to tell you how to relate to the people that you've been working with over the past several months or years. That's ridiculous. But if you can make money from it, then go right ahead. I wouldn't pay for it. Adrice, do you miss your coworkers and social distancing consultants? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Well, T. Petty, I am a consultant. <laughs> so uh, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think I just knew, found a new line of business. <laughs> so I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like that robot dogs in South Korea. I'm be like, stay apart, stay apart. <laughs> of course, Idris is with the bullshit. Of course, he is. <laughs> Bro, oh you my god! But like, I, okay, on a serious note, I think you're gonna need these people in the future to tell organizations kind of how to keep people safe and motivated. Because think about it, a majority of the people, one, ain't gonna be going back to work no time soon. So you gotta figure out like, how do you keep a team of people together and working and focused in all this stuff and take care of their needs as human beings at the same time. Then the second thing, if they ever do come back into the office, I can tell you 90% of offices do not have a plan for people coming back. Even if they say they want them to come back, they have absolutely zero safety plan in place. So you need to figure that out. So I, I agree you should pay people to do that. Bro, you're going to be making Bro, all Well, money. wait a minute. Hold on. Who are you going to pay? Who has that expertise? Nobody does. Everybody that is the brilliancy of consultancy. Is consultants thrive in environments where there is no clear answer. That's where consultants it, thrive. In, in an environment where there's no clear answer, because this is a clear answer, you don't need a consultant. You only have a consultant when people don't know stuff. Hmm. Bro, you're going to be making all the money. You're going to be handing out these fake-ass diplomas. You're going to be doing social distancing consultants. You're going to be a social distancing consultant and not even go to the damn workplace where it is that you're supposed to be consulting about social distancing. Yes. That's brilliant. You, you don't have to do any of the work. I'll you got talk, it, Nookie. Now you got it. I'll talk to y'all off air. We may have a new business plan, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that off air. I'm Nicky Bishop Jr. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. As always, I'm joined by T. Petty and Idris Elbow. You can find us on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo. You can find us on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo. Email address is thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. And you can always uh, go uh, and subscribe to the podcast. You'll get the podcast the minute it drops. Uh, we may drop one in the middle of the night, so you'll be the first to know. Also, subscribe, rate, and share. Subscribe to the podcast, rate, five stars like Uber or Lyft, and then um, you know, write a review. 
and that uh, helps us out a lot. Okay, got some rapid fire items, so let's uh, go ahead and take these ones quickly. Um, JC Penney's, uh, J Crew, and also who else? Uh, Neiman Marcus filed for bankruptcy in the last thirty days. Is bricks and mortar retail dead? T Petty. No, it's not. No, it's just gonna go through. Nope, it's just gonna go through a a reorganization. Just like when online shopping became a big thing, businesses adapt. The stronger ones will adapt. Filing bankruptcy for a large corporation is not a death knell necessarily. So they'll adapt and figure out some way to manage this new environment. It's not dead. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Adrice, those stores filed for bankruptcy is bricks and mortar retail dead. I would say maybe some of them, but not Jock Penney. Because Jock Penney, you can get like, you can get a three piece suit and you can get like um, a chainsaw from the same store and a washing dryer. Jock so, like, Penney. Jock Penney. Jock <laughs> Penney. And uh, so you can get everything from there. So they, they'll never go out of business. But uh, I think T. Petty is right. Like, what you have is stores will adapt. So they probably won't have as much um, inventory or merchandise. Um, you know, in place that you can kind of walk in the store, you can see examples, you can hit a button or, you know, hit something on your phone and they send it to your house. But you can kind of see it in person, an example of it, and see if it works for you and then order it online. It'll be back at your house before you get there. You got a point, bro. Uh, I'm going to talk to y'all real quick about something with that I've been having a problem with. And I talked about this on our private chat. I'm not going to say the name of the company, but they're like a quick buggy, okay? One of these grocery delivery delivery services. Now, at Adrice's house, at Adrice's house, they have the snack baskets. And I only thought white people had snack baskets at their house, but no, you go in Adrice's kitchen and he has a snack basket and he's like, go ahead, whatever you like, have some. These is delicious. So these things called Intamin's Little Bites Party Cake Mini Muffins. It's like a little oh my piece God. Of, it's like a little piece of funfetti cake, right? Okay, so on the quick buggy app, you can see the shopper pick the items and the check mark goes. The last three right. items that I had, they said that they picked up my mini muffins. And lo and behold, the last three times these sons of bitches came with my shit. They did not have my mini muffins. Mini muffins. I'm mad as hell about these mini muffins. What have y'all had similar challenges with the quick card? I know um, T Petty you was looking for bleach, and they suggested that you buy some Parmesan cheese or some shit like that. What happened? <laughs> okay, I was looking for Clorox, and they suggested King Kingsford charcoal instead. <laughs> I don't understand. Those two things don't even go. How together. those two things relate? You know, so I'm going to tell y'all how. So if y'all look at the picture that I sent, it's because the logo for Clorox and the logo for Kingsford are very similar. The font is similar. The colors are similar. So I'm telling you, there's some AI program running in the background, scanning the picture, and, like, these two things are a match. That's what happened. But so some of these shoppers are just lazy as fuck, and that's all it is to it. I was on that same buggy app. And I ordered some uh, green onions, and they showed up with two bags of asparagus instead. So <laughs> there is just no excuse. But I had the same shit when I actually go, well, when I used to actually go to the store. Like, you would get some produce, and they had no idea what the hell it was. I think I got, like, some pomegranates once, and they asked me if it was kiwi. 
like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So wow. it, it's a problem, but it's not an app problem. It's a stupid human problem. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm. Idris, All right. One, Mr. Mini Muffin, okay. how, do you feel my pain about the mini muffins? And two, if you order condoms through the quick buggy, what is the substitute item for condoms? All right. First of, first of all, the snack basket in my house is for the kids, Nookie. Oh, it's for the kids. <laughs> and, and, and those muffins are my five-year-old's favorite muffins, so he be looking at yeah. you side out when you come in the house right now. But I just want to let you know that. Sorry. But it's like, be careful. <laughs> Sorry. But, and two, I have no need for condoms. I am married <laughs> with kids. Oh, no, no need for God. I like your I like your disclaimer. I like it. I like it. No, no, no need no need for condoms. Very and yes, they do be jacking stuff. The the key to like doing the all the grocery shopping, online grocery shopping, you gotta do multiple stores at the same time. You gotta have three different orders going on at the same time. Cause one, they ain't gonna never have what you want. Two, the person who's picking it gonna actually replace it with something that you don't want. And then three, the AI is just gonna suggest some all kind of crazy stuff. So you gotta have multiple orders going on at the same time. Okay. okay. And you also have to pay attention to when they're shopping and they pick a replacement that's some bullshit. You have to tell them immediately, don't bring that shit to my house. Gotcha. All right, I gotta get my quick buggy game together. By the way, I'm married, no children, but if I was single, and I ordered condoms, and I wasn't watching what they was doing, they probably would get, like, some Ziploc or some saran wrap as a substitute <laughs> item. And some rubber bands. No, no, you got to make do a, what you got to make do. A Ziploc bag and some zip ties. <laughs> Garrett, you got to do what you got to do. Single people, you've been warned. Well, um, I'm the only single person on this phone. Yes, so... You just need to go ahead and get your. You can walk to a to a drugstore and get your condoms, or you can get it from uh, the Evil Empire Amazon. Okay. And then you don't have to worry about some bootleg ass substitutions that might end up with you in a trick bag. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, now a type of person that you might encounter at the neighborhood store might be a person with halitosis. Right now, people is out here supposed to be wearing their masks. So, or masks, as your people would say, Idris. So, question, <laughs> are masks and the pandemic a godsend to a friend or coworker who you've told them that they've had halitosis or you've offered them gum or mints and they've refused this? Can people with halitosis smell their own breath with masks on? Idris. I, I'm going to go with a yes. But so finally, people can experience what you've been experiencing all along, and you not have to tell them. They have to sit with that hot breath, stinkiness, all coming right back up in their nostrils, and then maybe they'll do something about it. So that could be a, a, a side effect of wearing masks in the, in, in the workplace and out in public. There it is, T-Petty, mm -hmm. masks and halitosis. I mean... I'm a firm believer that you can smell yourself, breath, ass, tits, whatever, before anybody else can. So it won't make a difference to them at all. They're fine walking around with stink breath. So the fact that they have to breathe their own stink breath, it won't make a difference to them. Mm. It won't. 
you know, maybe on an end cap at the store, they can have like masks and like deodorant and like gum and mints and be like, oh, suggested item. But like, get this. And people might pick up on the hand. But probably if they have halitosis, they have it. Have you ever encountered a worker that just a coworker that like had like smelled like coffee, cheeseburger, onions, and halitosis? And then they use plosives what? like P, F's, and S's when they talk to you. And they could literally <laughs> almost singe your nasal hairs when they're talking to you. Uh, Dave, I've got to go. Um, I, I got an assignment that has to be done by 12. Bye. Maybe it's just me. I don't oh, wait, know. wait. T. Petty and Nikki, did I ever tell y'all I had um, a coworker like express to me like how I smelled? So this is like, um, oh no, <laughs> this was like, this this is, is a, a tw- this is like a twenty year old female, young female, and she's like, she's like, oh, you smell like my dad, and I was like, what is that like, and, and broken dreams, like what, like what is that smell? Like, were you is that like a mix of old spice and disappointment? Like, what does that smell? <laughs> mm-hmm. What you seem offended by being told that you smell like her dad? Mm-hmm. Are you? No, I wasn't offended. I, I, like she, and she offered it as a compliment. But I was like, what is it? Like, what does a dad smell like? Well, you, you know, because like, I was like, I, you know, I know, that's, I know, and I drink a lot of bourbon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, is that, do I smell like bourbon, or is like, is it, is it just like a, a disappointment? <laughs> Like what? Like what is that, <laughs> bro? You are too well, if much. If I told him, if I told a man he smelled like my dad, it would be a high compliment because my daddy always smells good. That's what's up. Well, I won't tell nobody in my job that they smell like my dad because my dad is dead, and that would not be a fucking compliment. So, <clears throat> oh my god, that's neither Sorry. here nor there. All the. the the cheeseburger, onions, coffee, and halitosis comes pretty fucking close. So that's uh, neither well, here nor there. All right, listen. That took a turn I wasn't expecting. <laughs> this is what we do. This is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Okay, we're in the home stretch here. So, um, you know, we have an unhealthy fascination with animals on this show. So in Western Scotland, this lady had uh, uh, some land, a farm, and on the farm, one of the animals was a bull, a 700-pound bull. The bull broke through the wooden fence that was holding him and the other animals in. He had a itchy ass, right? So the bull goes and finds a wooden utility pole and sort of scratches up against this utility pole to relieve his itchy ass. In the process, rocking back and forth, he knocked over a 15-foot utility pole that had an electricity transformer to it. It came down, crashed. Sparks went everywhere. The bull was unharmed, but he knocked out power for 800 people in a town in Western Scotland. To that, you say what, Idris Elbow? All right. So you should be putting up a utility poles that could withstand an ass scratching from a bull. So, like, I blame this on the utility company. Because if, if your pole can't withstand that, then you're doing shoddy work. I agree. I agree. Okay. I don't know that a testing scenario for the strength of a pole would include a ass scratching from a bull. So I don't know how you mitigate against that. How often do bulls escape and rub their asses against poles? These are all questions that need to be answered. You know, if you're a, I can say who's at fault. 
if you're a responsible utility installer and you see that you're putting this bull up near a farm, you need to go out and ask said farmer man or farmer lady, what kind of animals y'all going to have over here? Then y'all know what type of installation and reinforcements y'all need to do with the pole. I'm just saying. That's a thought. But if the pole is not designed to withstand such forces at the time of manufacture, then it won't matter what kind of installation you use. Reinforcement with concrete or something around the base <laughs> of the pole so that it will deter said bulls from scratching their ass. But yeah, oh, you can eat. I'll put up put up an ass scratching pole right next to the utility yeah, pole. See there? That's so like what that's I'm the way about. it'll be attracted to the ass scratching pole and not the utility well, how, pole. How would a bill, how will the bull know which pole is for ass scratching and which one is the pole that they should leave alone? If the oh, bull you know an ass scratching pole when you see an there ass it is. Pole. If the bull is intelligent enough to bust through that fence and scratch its ass <laughs> on the utility pole, the bull is intelligent enough to figure out what pole to scratch their ass on. We don't give bulls and animals enough credit. God damn it. And I know that bull is smart. I wish I could interview the bull. The bull be like, mmm, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't have no other alternatives. I bust through the fence and my ass was itching. I scratched till I can't scratch no more. Sorry, I knocked the power out. Mm, that's, that's what the bull would probably say. I don't know why I spend one day a week fucking around with y'all on here. Don't okay. know why. So uh, the other animal story, real life. San Jose, California, there was a goat farm in the middle of like a neighborhood, right? This guy had about 150 goats. He went out to the store. When he came back, the goats was going through neighborhoods, running. Mm. They did stay in the street, but they was eating people's lawns and their hedges and their roses and stuff. And um, they had to go ahead and, and herd the goats back up. T. Petty, you go out your house today and see a herd of 150 goats. You do what? Take my ass right back inside where I belong. Okay. I'm telling you, outside is closed. I actually saw that video. Just go back in the house. How are you going to stop a herd of 150 goats? How? You can't. Just wait for them to eat their way through the neighborhood and shit all over your driveway and then clean it up later. That's crazy. That's crazy. Adrice, you are probably the type of person that would try and kidnap you one goat for milk. You'd probably be trying to make goat cheese. You'd probably be trying to make curry goats. But you see 150 <laughs> goats coming down your street eating the grass and the hedges and the flowers and stuff, what you do? Now, I might try to do that with one goat, but 150 goats, and T-Petty, I saw that video as well. And the scary thing about it is they move as one. It wasn't like it was yes. 150 individual goats out there. I'm talking about they move yeah. as one, they swayed as one, like and it's always that it's one lead goat that they follow. It's the lead mm -hmm. goat. So if the lead goat don't like you, or think you a threat, it's all 150 of them attacking you. So that was some scary stuff to see them move through there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with them. I would just like, let them go. Mm -hmm. All right, now we talked about the interview with the bull. The interview with the goat would go something like this. <clears throat> oh, my God. Uh, I'm the lead goat. <laughs> and we broke through. <laughs> we got tired of being herded up during this pandemic. <laughs> We had a little grass and little hedges. The roses were delicious. <laughs> we should have stayed out longer, but they came and got us. Somebody dropped dime on the goats. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Somebody dropped dime. 
Why does the ghost sound like Bill Cosby? What the hell? Well, and the jello pudding pops, we ate the goat meat with the curry, and we also had the goat milk and the goat cheese, and the goat milk was on our cereal. Bah! <laughs> he sounds like a cross between Bill Cosby and Blackula. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, really quickly, y'all. Um, sports is trying to get back to normal. They had a couple of UFC fights. No fans. Um, NASCAR and golf are coming back. T. Petty, either, neither, or both? Neither. I don't care about that shit. Bring back basketball. That's what I want. All right. They also That's working it. on the. They also working on the plan with the NBA. So neither for you as far as golf and NASCAR is concerned, sir. Neither. Sir, Mister Elbow. We have talked extensively. You were a beer vendor once at a NASCAR racetrack. Little known facts, NASCAR oh. golf. Neither, either, or both. Yeah, like you said, Nookie, I've, um, I've been to NASCAR races. I serve at a, as a beer vendor at NASCAR. So I'm from South Carolina, so Darlington, South Carolina, um, was like one of the places where they had NASCAR. So I worked there as a beer vendor. Uh, I, I, I played golf before, and I must say, why are they bringing back the most boring sports first, golf and NASCAR? And I know some people love it, and some people would, like, argue me down. But, like, literally, like, golf, like, that's a boring sport to watch. And NASCAR, outside the crashes, they just going around in a circle, around <laughs> and around in a circle. And you just wait for them to crash. So, like, that's, like, so, so I don't know why they bringing back the, the, the sports that's most boring um, first. You know, it's uh, probably the social distancing thing. They're not even qualifying. This is like giving the licenses to unlicensed teens in Georgia. They say, show up, you get tested, you go in, and they race. Like, it's no qualifying or whatever. You just get in your car and run. So, we're going to see how many crashes they have. Hopefully, everybody will be safe and golf well. Stay six feet apart. I don't know. Can you talk to your caddy? Do you have to talk to him on a walkie-talkie? It's going to be very interesting to see. All right. So, really quickly, y'all know I used to be a telemarketer, right? And um, that's oh, a story for another day over drinks. But anyway. What? I never knew that. I used to be I a telemarketer. I did not know that either. I sold a lot of things, including I was a sex telephone operator. And <laughs> let's, 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 let's just say the words rock hard and a word that what? rhymed with Dolores was used a lot when I was a sex phone operator. I loved it, but it was what the f what? Very drink. Six ninety nine a minute, sixty nine cents uh, for each additional minute. I, it was great. Are you lying? I was look, I, again, this is a conversation for overdrinks, but when I was young, yeah, that's what you gotta do to keep the lights on. It was a very draining job. Found, oh, very found, draining. I found, I found very I found a better employment. But uh, yes, I was a a sex phone operator for some time. Anyway, um, I had to open up. <laughs> Transitioning to that. Transitioning to that. For this week, I had to open up the, um, I had to use my telemarketing skills and open up the prayer hotline. You know, I am a bishop, not ordained, but by name. Had to open up the prayer hotline for um, Idris because the governor canceled school for the rest of the school year and I had to offer up uh -oh. prayers for Idris and his wife. 
in dealing with these kids. Do y'all want to just hear a quick excerpt of the prayer that I offered up with Idris on the prayer hotline? Yes, I I need I need a, I need a prayer. I need right. you to say that again. All right, here we. So it went a little. It went a little something like this. It was like, Creator, thank you for this day, and please help Idris and Mrs. Idris dealing with these kids. These questions that they have is usually spread out over an eight to 16 hour period. However, the children are asking all the questions, the same questions day after day of their mother and father. What's yes, for, Lord. What's for lunch? What's for dinner? What's my log on? What's my password? Do we have any snacks? Can we go outside? Why can't Help we? Us, Lord. When can we go back outside? Et cetera, et cetera. Please bless Idris and his wife. So they do not smack, use a shoe on, shake up. Or Hold our hand, Lord. To help them, Lord. Give them the patience of Job so that they can deal with this. Something that you have not seen in 100 years since the Spanish flu of 1920. In the name of the amen. ancestors, we all say amen. And amen. Adris uh, and his wife loved that prayer. I don't know how effective it was, but when you have a problem. Did it work? Did it work, Adris? Let's just say we still praying. We still praying. Okay. Oh, well, okay. All never right. ceasing. Amen. Now, T. Petty, uh, I did not yes. call you as far as the prayer hotline is concerned. You know you can always call me. Is there anything special? Would you like me to offer up a special prayer hotline? Um, you know, is there anything in particular you'd like for me to pray with you? We got Adris on the line right now. Anything you need for me to pray for you about? I don't think it's appropriate to pray for what I want. Okay. Pretty well, sure Black Jesus would not approve of that prayer. Okay. Now, see, if you're a smart preacher, right, you know, like, if you're a smart preacher, right, you work out in the streets, and you know what people's thinking, not saying that this applies in this case, but we're going to modify the prayer for you, T. Petty, and we're going we gonna to do a little something like this. You're going to bow your heads? All right, here we go. Uh -huh. Oh, my God. Jesus, Create I did not. Every head bowed, every eye closed. There we go. <laughs> Creator, we come to you thanking you for this day, and we lift up the name of T. Petty. We know that exactly what she is looking for in terms of a mate, Lord, and we ask you during this pandemic to shape him, to mold him, to keep him on the path of righteousness, and when your time is ready, that you meet, that you put them together, Lord, that they have nice fun, good fun, they, they meet each other and they enjoy each other's company, get to know each other, knowing that you have used this pandemic to bring people together as the devil and Cheeto 45 tries to rip people apart. You've been listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for sitting in with us. We really appreciate it. Remember, we're on Instagram, at the Digital Gumbo. On Twitter, at the Digital Gumbo. And you can always email us, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. Have a great week. We're going to be back with more funny shit um, in future episodes. So remember to subscribe. You'll get the latest episode the minute it drops. Again, rate us five stars like uh, Uber. And then uh, write a review. And tell a friend, too, to subscribe, rate, and review. Y'all at home, for the most part, y'all mostly ain't doing shit. So y'all could do us that solid and subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe. Rate and review. T. Petty, Dries, y'all good? I'm good. I'm good. Catch y'all next time. Be All safe. Right, Take it easy. See y'all next time. Peace. Bye. Peace. Bye.